Amen. Hello and welcome to the Gospel Missionary Podcast. Um, our topic today is sowing in tears and reaping in joy. Under the series, Understanding the Times and Seasons of Life. Psalm 126 verse 5 reads, Psalm 126 126 verse 5 they, they that sow in tears shall reap in joy Amplify version says they who sow in tears shall reap in joy and singing those who plant in tears will harvest with salt of joy hallelujah and so we got to understand what is the meaning of sowing in tears. Now, when we talk about sowing in tears, from the biblical point or biblical perspective, is the act of enduring the cross. And so what is the cross? The cross is symbolic of pain. And also it's a symbol of love because Christ endured it. Uh, it's it's because he loved us, because the scripture helps us to understand for God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son. So he gave his life because he loved us. And so this is what he says in Matthew chapter 10, verse 38. That if we want to be his disciples, we must be willing to take up our own cross and follow him. In other words, if we want to be his disciples, we must be willing to sow in tears. We must be willing to endure persecutions. We must be willing to endure the trials and the challenges that comes our way because of his namesake. We must be willing. So that is one point of the uh, uh, sowing in tears. And also is the act of persevering in time in, or in hard time or in hardship. Is the act of persevering in hard time or in hardship. There is this man called Paul. He was warning or advising his spiritual son Timothy in Second Timothy chapter two. Second Timothy chapter two verse three. He said, Thou therefore endure hardship as a good soldier of Jesus Christ. Why is it that Timothy, Paul, sorry, asking his son to endure hardship? He did not ask him to escape hardship. He did not ask him to boycott hardship. But he said, Son, endure hardship. And then when he comes to verse 10, he said, Therefore I endure all things. I endure all things for the elect's sake. So in other words, he's taking himself an example. He became, he is the first example. So he's telling his son that, son, I did it. So I went through it. I was beaten. I was molested. I was disgraced. I was embarrassed for the sake of this gospel. But I never escaped. I never escaped. I went through it for the sake of the gospel. This is the same man that says, for the gospel is the power of Christ that brings salvation. So because 
He knew that the gospel is the power of Christ that brings salvation, and he wants lives to be saved, so he went through what it could take him to save those lives. He endured it. So in other words, whenever we endure, there is a positive result. There is a positive outcome from our endurance. There is a positive outcome from our endurance. Endurance. So that was the reason why he was teaching his son to endure. Okay? And also is the act of remaining faithful even when all seems storming and burning. Revelation chapter 2 verse 10 says something. Revelation chapter 2 verse 10. One thing I want you to understand, uh, John here, the scripture, I think, it was it is a revelation regarding the church in uh, summer, okay? And also, he said, fear none of those things which thou shalt suffer. And this was the poorest church by then. He said, Behold, the devil shall cast some of you into prison, that ye may be tried, and you shall have tribulation ten days. Thou faithful, be thou faithful unto death. Be thou faithful unto death. It not said, escape it. No, but it said, endure it, continue to be faithful, continue to be committed unto death, and I will give you what? The crown of life. So even the trials that we are going through, it was this particular. It was for a particular period of time. One of the things I want you to understand here is this: every life must pass through the wilderness. So until you pass through the wilderness, you are not fit for any assignment given to you by God, because God uses the wilderness to build man. He uses the wilderness to strengthen man. He uses the man wilderness to baptize men with the fire of God. So we receive the baptism of the Holy Ghost fire from the wilderness of life. There is pruning in the wilderness. So one of the things I want you to understand here is, is the gold can never shine until it passes through the fire. And then there are so many heating that the gold will receive. Those cherries that you have in now, they are so beautiful, they are so nice. It's because they pass through the fire. So if you want to be one of those nice people, you want to be one of those humble men, one of those men that do impact in the will and the purpose of God. And then you must allow yourself to go through the fire. Hallelujah. And also when we talk about pruning and joy, is the act of harvesting what you sowed. It's also the act of glorification from your suffering, like what Romans 8 verse 18 says. Romans 8, 18. Romans chapter 8 verse 18. It reads, it's a popular scripture, very popular. It says, For I reckon that the suffering of this present time are not worthy to be compared with the glory which shall be revealed in us. There is a glory that shall be revealed in us. So that glory is not comparable to any suffering that a man suffer here for Christ. That is, the word glory means kabud. From the Greek word, it means heavily loaded. So the glory that you shall receive is very loaded. It's very loaded. It's carry weight more than the suffering that you are going through right now. That is the reason why verse 19 says something. For the honest expectations of the creation wait for the manifestation of the sons of God. 
So accept it. Go through it. One day you shall be manifested. The whole world will know that indeed you are a child of God. You will give testimony. And one of the things I want you to understand here is that it's a slogan that we all we all we used to say. I say, winners do quit, quitters do win. Only those who endure to the end will give testimony. Peter's testimony was not and um, never ended, was not complete. Sorry. Why? Because he took his eyes off Jesus Christ and fixed it on the problem. And so because of that, he was sinking. Many of us are sinking today because we have taken our eyes off Christ and we have fixed our eyes on the problems, the challenges that we are going through. And so we have seen them big. We have seen them a burden. But when your eyes are on Christ, they will not be a burden to you because you understand, you know that faith is it that call it you who has promised and he will fulfill his promise. One of the things I want you to understand here is this, when the scriptures say fix your eyes on Jesus Christ of Nazareth, it's not talking about your physical eyes because your physical eyes is not seeing Christ. But it's talking about your faith. Your faith is the eye that you see with. That is the reason why the scripture says that for we move by sight, by, by faith, not by sight. So faith is what leads us. So this faith must be fixed, must be fixed on Christ. The moment you disconnect your faith from Christ, you will start sinking. That is what Peter did. And you have to call on this same man, Jesus Christ, to come and rescue him. Christ did it for him. See how compassionate is Christ. See how he loves us. Even when the man took his eyes off, when the man doubted him, because he was afraid of the storm, those in the boat also, Jesus Christ, the scripture helped us to understand that Jesus Christ was laying down at the most inner part of the bone, boat, sorry, the most dangerous part of the boat, sleeping. Could you imagine? The place that is most dangerous, the master is laying on the side. And the storm arose, you still terrified, you cried out, you were afraid. And Jesus Christ arose and said, still to the storm. The storm was still. The storm was still. They began to wonder, what kind of man is this? Even the wind can obey him. This is what I want you to understand. The wind can obey Christ. Nothing impossible for him. There is nothing he cannot do. Hallelujah. So, now, let's get some seven principles of sowing and reaping. Number one principle is know the time and the seasons. Know the times and seasons. For sowing time, you must always labor. For reaping time, you must wait until it is ripe properly. Ecclesiastes is talk about, Ecclesiastes chapter 3, verse 1 to 3. It says, for everything, there is a season. And for every purpose, there is time for every purpose. There is time for every purpose. It's continuing said, time to burn and die, time to all those things. So whenever you misplace time, you misplace your purpose. You misplace so many things in your life. Time is so precious that we should use it wisely. Don't go ahead of time. Don't walk behind time. But walk in time. Walk in time. Do not go ahead of time. Do not walk behind time. But walk in time. And your life will be blessed. Many people have received premature success today. And it has become a poison to their lives. In marriage, many people. In the academic, in job, in whatsoever it is. Many people. And it has become a poison. Another principle of, number two principle is you will reap what you sowed. 
Galatians 6 verse 7 says, Do not be, God is not mocked. Do not be deceived. God is not mocked. You will reap at your soul. If you sow corruption, you will reap corruption. If you sow insults, you will reap insults. Blessing, you will reap blessing. Wickedness, you will reap wickedness. So we must understand this. And also, principle number three. Sow in faith and wait patiently. Sow in faith and wait what? Patiently. Like what the scripture says in James 5, verse 7. James 5, 7. It said, Be patient, therefore, brethren, unto the coming of the Lord. Behold, the husbandman waits for the precious fruit of the earth. The husbandman, so he's talking about farmer, waits for the precious fruit, fruit of the earth, and had long patience for it until he received the early and the latter rain. So the farmer waits. The wait. So believe that the seed that you have sowed will prosper and then you have to wait for that time don't go ahead don't go ahead this has this this has destroyed many young people another thing also another a principle number four others might harvest what you have sold know that today so it's not only you that we harvest others might harvest your children will harvest your wife will harvest your family will harvest so if you sow wickedness they will harvest wickedness if you sow blessing, they will harvest blessing. Your children will harvest blessing if you sow blessing. So because of that, the Bible helps us to understand that we should not get tired of doing good. Let's read what John chapter 4. John chapter 4 verse 36. John 4. It says, and he that reapeth receiveth wages, and gathereth fruit unto eternal life, that both he that soweth and he that reapeth may rejoice together. And here is that a sower, the saying, the saying true, one soweth and another reapeth. So we must understand that. We must understand that. Not always we alone harvest. No. So because of that, be mindful of what you sow. Five, the more we sowed, the more we harvest. So what does that mean? It, it, it's talking about the quantity we sowed. The quantity we sowed. Many will just do little and then they relax. No. What you, the quantity you sowed is the quantity that you will harvest. The quality that you sow is the quality that you will harvest. We must know this. We must know this. Know this today. Second Corinthians chapter 9, verses 9 6 says, But this I say, he which soweth springly shall reap also springly, and he which soweth bountifully shall reap also bountifully. What is that? Amplified, she remember this. He who sows springly, gradually will. Okay, let's read that New Living Translation. Remember this. A farmer who plants only a few seeds will get a small crop, but the one who plants Generously, we get a generous crop. This is powerful. If you want to harvest many, then you need to sow more. Another one, also know that your harvest depends on where you sow. Your harvest depends on where you sow. So it depends on the kind of land you sowed on. 
is sold on. So that's the reason why we have to be very mindful where we sold. Even uh, 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 whatsoever it is that you are sowing, you should be mindful. Galatians, Galatians 6. Galatians 6. 8 to 9. 6. 6, 8 to 9. It says, For he that soweth to the flesh, of the flesh reap corruption. But he that soweth to the spirit, shall of the spirit reap life everlasting. These are two places. The flesh is a place of sowing. When you sow to the flesh, nothing will come out but corruption. The, the, the New Living Translation says, Those who live only to satisfy their own sinful desire will harvest the consequences of decay and death. But those who live to please the Spirit will harvest everlasting life from the Spirit. So where you sow also mattered. Where you sow. And uh, verse 6 said, Your harvest depends on... Okay, that's what I've, I've just explained. On where you sowed. And also... You must know that pain is inevitable in sowing. That's the last principle. Pain is inevitable. No matter what you do, you must toil. You must toil. You must labor. Pain is inevitable. It's inevitable. You must feel pain. So, in other words, if you want to escape the pain, you must not sow. And if you don't want to harvest, if you do not sow, you will not harvest. Only those who sowed harvest hallelujah i want to encourage you that jesus christ loves you he cares for you we have best thing to sow we have best things to sow which is sold to the spirit rather than to the flesh what the spirit need is prayer what the spirit needs reading the word what the spirit needs evangelism what the spirit needs giving to others that's what the scripture helps us to understand in verse 10, in verse 9. And let us not be weary in well-doing, for in due season we shall reap, if we faint not. If we faint not. And let us not lose heart and grow weary, and faith in acting nobly and doing right. For in due time and at the appointed season we shall reap, if we do not lose and relax our courage. If we do not lose and relax our courage. So do not get tired of doing what is good. Do not get discouraged and give up. For we will reap a harvest of blessing at the appropriate time. At the appropriate time. Do not also rush. Walk within time today. And God will bless you bountifully. Brothers and sisters, God loves you. He cares for you so much. Hallelujah. We thank Him. I pray for His grace. His glory upon your life. I pray for abundant blessings and joy. May His light, His glory take over your life. God bless you. See you next time.